Welcome to episode 189 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Well, this is a first for us. We, well, actually, no, this is 1.5 for us. Because <laughs> it happened in the, it happened earlier today. We, we had Billy Galaxy on as well with Brian Vokweiss. But this one we weren't expecting because as we were talking to Billy, he said, you know, maybe you might want to talk to Eric. We're at Galaika. And I was like, oh shit. So, <laughs> um, Eric was kind enough to, um, to listen to our pitch and agree to come onto the show, even though I don't think he's listened to one episode. And I think he doesn't anything. have a he never lot even to do. Us. <laughs> he didn't even bet us. No. <laughs> so, he didn't really have a whole lot to do. He's like, I'll just do this. <laughs> so welcome to Sit the show, Eric. Um, you have an extensive background, so, but welcome to the show first. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so we, we saw Eric, uh, kind of, I don't know, moonlighting next to the toys that made his panel. <laughs> more, more of the toys he was <laughs> moonlighting. Being, being security guard for the prototypes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I actually had to sit there and stare at that for a while. Um, so you're, you're, you know, actually an avid collector. Um, but before we get to that, I really want to talk about like, what is it that you, that you do? I do, I do know you, you work for some pretty, pretty big companies, had some successful movies come out, but what is your kind of your job title? Um, so I, I'm oversee all of the, the CG look development for all of the Lego films. Um, it's kind of like CG supervisor on the back end of the, and the front end and the back end of the production. Mm-hmm. Um, so I make sure that all of the digital stuff that we do, digital characters, digital set extensions and things like that match the practical stuff. And I work in your department to make sure that all of so I work with the puppet departments, the rapid prototype departments, um, the art department, and make sure that everything that we build digitally it fits in the exact same world and looks like it was created practically. So oh. that there's a seamless blend between the two. Well, I was I was wondering about that because yeah. like I've seen uh, you know Nightmare Before Christmas, which was huge, and Corpse Bride and all that stuff before. Um, so I've always been curious, like. I know it takes, I mean, hours upon hours just to do like just a second of footage. <laughs> um, but so you add, so you kind of oversee like if the digital is matching what the the practical effects are doing. Essentially. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, we do a lot of development with uh, effects as well. So like water. Um, I don't we'll, know. we'll do a bunch of tests practically and we'll figure out, all right, well, what can we do practically? And then we'll take and either complement that digitally or we'll just use that as a guide to build something digital so that it feels like it was done practically. I mean, there's a, it's a, they're hybrid films, so they're, for the most part, they're hybrid films. Um, well, I mean, they heavily rely on stop motion. So that's really cool because it, it looks seamless when you watch it. I mean, and, and it feels like every movie that comes out just gets more and more ridiculous as far as, like, the complexity of it. Yeah, that's not, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's very true. Um, yeah, the complexity just keeps going up, and, and you know the amount of shots goes up each film, characters goes up each film. Well, I was I was really impressed with uh, with Kubo, um, especially since I learned. I mean, even after the film is over, they show you that the the big demon, the the huge uh, stop the giant motion, skeleton, the giant skeleton. Yeah, um, how are you involved in that scene? Because that's like my favorite scene. So, so incredible. Um, actually, I was pretty heavily. Um, so the giant skeleton was all practical. Uh, it was he was done on a hexapod, built in parts, and moved around. Um, they had this crazy suspension system from the ceiling that would you know, lock his arms in place and counterweight it so that he could you know, 
for the frame. So it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's enormous. Um, but we knew we couldn't really do the uh, the environment physically because he was you know it was a sixteen foot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was big. It was really big. The biggest so, ever and, on and, screen, and, you know, right? And he, yeah, and he's <laughs> you know he's a small thing in this environment. Right, <laughs> so right, right. I mean, he takes up a good chunk of space. So we shot the floor practically um, in sections, and then those got composited, and then we built the entire room was digital, based on knowledge of tiles and things like that. So there was a bunch of research involved in that. Um, and a lot of times when we do have to match that stuff, it's really quite complicated because they'll give us, you know, they're making things from scratch. Yeah. You know, yeah. In, in some of the departments. So they're pouring resin and then they're finding interesting ways to like coat it and underpaint it and do these things. Well, when you get into recreating that digitally, it becomes way more complicated oh, yeah. than just painting some texture maps because oh, it yeah. does, you know, you're talking about light transport going through this material and it has to feel physical and the, you know, the, the scatter of the specular on the surface and everything like that. Jeez. So it gets, you know, it gets real complicated real fast. How, how long does it take generally on these productions from beginning to finish? Um, not, I mean, the quickest thing is writing the script. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I don't, I don't know the full, like, you know, cause the scripts go through so many iterations and yeah. Yeah, before we even do bids or anything or before, on visual effects side before we even get scripts, you know, I am, I'm not exactly sure on how much, how many years go into that stuff. Um, we're typically four year, okay. you know, I would say four years, yeah. probably, um, at least a two year, two and a half year production cycle. Wow. And then two years of, you know, usually a year, six months of pre-production and then early production. Do you usually work on several projects at once? Yeah, so that's why it's hard for me to tell. I've actually been there since Coraline, which is before Coraline. Um, so, and they've all kind of, I mean, there's been a few gaps here and there, but I've, I've constantly been kind of working on one to the other. So, like, I've been back in the box trolls. I was actually working on Kubo and box trolls at the same time. And then, you know, when Kubo was rapping, I was actually starting <laughs> missing Think and yeah, Oh, wow. At the same time. And that's so, the most you can tell us right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's about as far <laughs> as, that's, that's, that's about that's as far as we can go. So. <laughs> so you were talking about blending a CG with practical effects. Um, now with the way stop motion is, I mean, as much as, as great as the technology for making the, the, the puppets or whatever, the models of them to move, that technology is in Google lot, but really, it's still taking a single frame shot, right? Oh yeah, it's I mean it's, it's one frame at a, it's one frame at a time. Basically, you're animating the same way they did with King Kong, you know, back whenever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is. exactly. It's one frame right. at a time. So that that's kind of interesting how much technology has changed. But in order to do stop motion, it's still technically the same picture stop, picture stop. Pretty much. Um, I mean, you know, because of technology, we can do a lot more complicated things than you could do back. Right. When they were shooting King Kong on film. So we can do, you know, because we can control everything, the motion control camera, rigs and things like that, and cameras, and, and as well as everything is controlled by the computer. We're able to shoot a frame, move the puppet, uh, move the camera to the right eye. So we shoot in stereo. 
Oh, okay. But we oh, move, cool. but we because our our scale is so small, we can only move. We have to move the camera. We can't actually have to shoot two cameras at a time. So we move the camera five millimeters and shoot the second frame, the, the left and the right oh, eye. God. They change. They, we can change the lights so we can shoot different exposures. So we can do front light, back light, which allows us to pull better keys off of things, right. which is you know makes it easier for us to integrate things because we can get really super clean keys. Mm-hmm. Um, we can shoot different lighting passes for reference for CG when we have to do integration. We have computer controlled camera moves so that we can get that directly into uh, match move and things like that to help with the match move process which I'm, I'm not sure how much you guys are familiar with, with that process <laughs> no, but mad, match move is uh, is super critical on a lot of visual effects films uh, for anything you know especially any of the stuff that's out there for movies uh, but that's where you basically have to match the plate so that you can insert your CG and so everything moves at the same rate and doesn't look like it's sliding around and slipping. Mm. Like that. Um, and on Kubo, we did a lot of, we did a lot of crazy integration where we, you know, put things on hexapods and all kinds of other contru- computer controlled like robot movers that were moving one frame at a time. And then we would send that data either to the computer or we would pre-simulate it in the computer and then send it back to the hexapod so that we knew all the information. Uh, that's how we did a lot of the boats on the water and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, so we would actually have the boat move and then have our water, you know, simulate to it. So, so that you have to, you have to have, well, usually when you're doing special effects, you're, you try to make something move like real life, right? Mm-hmm. So we're at Star Wars and there's plenty of CG characters in Star Wars. So they want to make it look more like real, real life. But in stop motion, there's a certain, charm yeah to how stop motion looks yeah and so when you're going in i know this is a little bit outside of your department but kind of the same but when you're when you're trying to match when you're saying match real effects with you know practical effects i'm sorry uh, special effects with real effects you have to specifically animate to how the real life effect is working correct? oh yeah of course so like yeah is it always different on every film? Like how? Uh, yeah, because the you know, well, obviously the animation is getting better and better, so right. um, it's making our you know, you know, it's making our job a little bit easier. Because the problem we run into is the computer's really perfect. Right. You know, the interpolation between keyframes and things like that can be really perfect, and it can be really, you know, you can really see it. But the animators on you know our stop motion animators are pretty close to perfect as well so you know it's getting closer and closer and as we do each film you know their level of you know i mean they're already awesome but they just keep getting better (laughs) it's it's quite amazing Uh, i mean i'm floored every day when i get when i see stuff off of dailies i mean it's like how in the hell what like you know yeah it's crazy what are some of your influences like did you watch a lot of uh the the harry yeah i mean you know i was you know I, you know, I grew up in the, yeah, <laughs> you know, Clash, Clash of Titans. Titans, you know, all that stuff. Star Wars obviously was a massive influence on me. Um, I'm, I'm of that age. <laughs> Star Wars Empire. I know, still, you know, that stop animation, um, it didn't look like stop animation. For it, 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 yeah, I mean, really you know, so, yeah, I was, you know, I've always been enamored with, you know, wow, how they do that and make, you know, the whole magic behind it, yeah. which makes stop motion kind of the perfect business for me just because it's like I, i'm still floored like sometimes they come up with some of the most you know ingenious ways to do things you know, for things like bed sheets on a you know, moving arm to simulate water or wind or something yeah yeah i remember watching some doc like years ago about uh how they were uh spielberg was going to do the dinosaurs in jurassic park 
has stopped their motion. But there's only like so much they could do with that. Yeah. And then somebody came up with the with the digital. Yeah, they did a bunch of tests. I mean, I, I remember I was just getting started in the business when that was going on. Um, but yeah, I remember. Uh, I know that they had done a bunch of tests. You know, they had done some fairly tested IRM for that. I don't remember the audit, so, <laughs> but I know I know that they had you know tried to do a couple practical things. And I think there is some practical stuff. In, in that, and there, if I'm like you built some things yeah, to scale. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm 85% sure that there's some, pra- there's some practical stuff. Where's all the stuff go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the, all the practical yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you built uh, a giant skeleton. Yeah. So we have, we have, we have, we have warehouse. Yeah. We have a big warehouse. Actually, we just had a, um, an art show in Portland, uh, where it was on display, the full, Dang the full skeleton, man. the full, full skeleton. I think they're talking about, you know, making it, you know, taking it around yeah, the country, taking it around. So I'm, that's not my, that's, yeah. I, that's not my thing. So I, I went to Florida sure. to Disney World like years ago, and it was like about a year after Nightmare Before Christmas came out, and they had it displayed out, and I thought that was the coolest thing because I got to see the figures and actually how – because I always thought they just looked larger than life, and these things were like super small. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. And then years later, I was at Comic-Con, and they had the Corpse Bride stuff out oh, the yeah. same way. Yeah. And I, I'm just floored. Um, and then also like how many – arms and heads and eyes and you know all these things that they have to have yeah these expressions <clears throat> so there's thousands of faces i mean there's thousands of faces and usually they'll build um you know quite a few duplicate puppets because they'll have you know in the same puppet shooting multiple stages simultaneously oh, wow. multiple oh, shots God, that's smart. um so you know but there's multiple faces and then you know it's that's changed considerably over the years too i mean like before line right the faces were printed and they were hand painted Mm-hmm. And then, as then we moved to Paranorman, and there were some silicone faces as well as some um, powder printed faces, which mm-hmm. had some color printed into them. And, um, sorry, the movies confused. Box trolls had the same type of te- <laughs> technique, and then um, they started moving into this uh, color resin printing and things like that, which is some newer, so high tech, super high tech stuff. Not just yeah. the technology is getting better, but the actual the. the Techniques or the yeah, it's, products yeah, we're changing the product products and we're in um, process. Excuse me, we've been modifying like even how many faces we're printing. You know, I mean, we're instead of printing from one batch or you know a bunch of faces that animators just kind of pull and grab from, they're printing. You know, all right, this is the faces for this section. You know, for this scene, and mm-hmm. this is the faces for this scene because it's getting you know we're getting better at it. Sometimes it's more economical, so. right? Right. And we split the seams too, so we split the faces in two um, to allow the animators to hold a frame on the eyebrows while the mouth is moving if they need to. So that's why there's a seam. Oh. And then we paint the seam out. We paint the hand, we paint <laughs> the seam out. Right over. <laughs> we paint it out in visual effects. We have a whole t- we have a whole uh, paint roto team in visual effects that does it. And those guys are like unsung heroes of films because we have to paint out a ton of rigs and things like that because you know keep these. Puppets, they don't stand up by themselves. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They're, they're either screwed to the floor or mm-hmm. there's, um, you know, rods going in the backs and big rigs that are holding right. them up Hold and them. allow them yeah, to yeah. move. And all that stuff's got to get removed, you know, when you start compositing and layering the stuff over all of the plates. And there's multiple plates. It's a lot. I mean, it's the same amount if you shoot a live action film. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's the same, it's the same type of stuff. The difference is, you know, we can control all. 
passes. We can shoot multiple passes where live action film, you know, you can maybe get a couple clean fades. You know, I mean, there's technology, like I said, the technology is much better. You can do a lot more with the live action. Have you, have you worked on any live action film or is it mostly animation? Uh, mostly animation. I mean, I've done a lot of, uh, like commercial work, you know, live action commercial stuff and music uh, videos and things like that. In my, any, anything you can you can say on here that you worked on? Um, yeah, I mean, I've I worked a lot of commercials. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, on. I mean, this was years, years, and years ago. Um, but I worked on a lot of music videos. Like I worked on um, some Outcast music videos nice. and some Mastodon music videos. Matter of fact, stop go motion. Or no, no, it just it was it was all it was all just visual effects stuff. Oh, okay, you know, okay. But, you know, I was pretty heavily involved in a lot of the shoots. I, our, one of our favorite things is talking about behind the scenes stuff. So we're yeah. just always like eating that up. We used to just buy DVDs just to have the behind the scenes stuff. So it's always fascinates me, like how the, the sausage is made, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I mean, I like that kind of stuff. Um, so we were talking off air a little bit, and you were talking about Toonami, which is pretty big on Adult Swim back yeah. in the late '90s, early 2000s. But yeah. you said it's made a comeback or it's making a comeback um it's on it's been on for a while it's been on for a little while yeah okay it, i think it came back on it i don't <laughs> i need to get it back i don't remember when it came back it probably came back in 2008 so it's something. a long pretty much it's been on is that we actually just had our like 21st and 20 Holy year anniversary cow. 21st 24 21 years this year maybe Holy cow. Something when like that. You, when you started with Toonami, did you think you were going to be that big in the store like Spencer Gifts or, or Hot Topic? Is, 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 is Toonami and Spencer Gifts and Hot Topics? Yeah. Wow. That's something I know when I'm trying to search for that kind of stuff, I'm going to have to go to those two stores. Yeah. Right, I, right. I have no, I had no idea. Yeah. It's usually when you get to like the, also some of the Rick and Morty stuff as well. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. all the, all the adult swim, the adult swim stuff blew up. I mean, that was crazy. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, just that whole time. I mean, and we didn't, you know, we didn't know really know. You know, we were just making stuff that we wanted. No, that's right. <laughs> just that's you know, great. we were just hanging out. I mean, yeah, we don't it was the money for any that we, stuff. We, we, were, we were just you know, <laughs> we're, we're all kind of good friends. And we, yeah, we were just doing our job. I mean, it's what they were paying us to do. You know, so do you do you do anything like on the side? You know, like on your off time, you do little short films or work with um, friends or something. Yeah, I mean, I always have I always have some stuff kind of going on that I'm working on. So. Nothing yeah, you can make. Nothing yeah, you can talk about. nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing, 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 nothing really talk about, unfortunately. Does it rhyme with schmarsh <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. No, no, it does not. <laughs> I don't think you'd be talking about it. Yeah, it was. No, I don't know. No, yeah. there, would, there would definitely be a Disney rep standing. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. Schmish. Yeah, there probably should be a like a rep standing right there as well. <laughs> like, like this, like red dot on his head for like far away. Yeah. You know, we know our limitations. So what is their bank account? <laughs> <laughs> How much do you have on your bank account? <laughs> you said you're actually, let's bring, let's bring this around. You said you're an avid collector. So yeah, uh, I mean, we talked to, to Brian and, and Billy earlier and uh, that was just a fascinating, you know, talk about, uh, I mean, he's, Brian's like a walking infomercial, man. He's just so like, <laughs> he has so much stuff to talk about. So what are you, what was your first like collectible that you ever got? Oh, um, no, it's not. Um, so I have a, I have a few because I've actually never stopped collecting since I was a nice. kid. Nice. I actually have all my original. I have, yes. I have all of my original <laughs> toys. I filled them out over the years too. Like as I was, you know, when I, you know, any time I'd get money and I could find stuff, I would always buy Star Wars toys or, or guitars. I collect guitars as well. Oh, wow. So I nice. Pretty good guitar collection as well. Um, but 
Yeah. I mean, the, I remember the first one that I, that I really purchased was a, uh, it's an ESB Chewbacca, like, I think it was a 21 back Chewbacca. Uh, you know, this was back in 94 ish or something like that. And then, but the, you know, that one, that one stays with me. And actually, the funniest because another one that I got that I that I really remember buying is when I met Billy, kind of one of the first times. Because mm-hmm. I used when when I was at Cartoon Network, I was working on a show, and we were looking for a studio to do it. And um, we had hired uh, Vinton Studios at the time, and I, so I was flying out to Portland, and I would always like you know stay in a hotel and I'd find you know I'd go down to his shop because it wasn't too far away. He, he had a Yoda, forty uh, one back Yoda. That, Oh, or I, nice. think a, I think it was a four. Um, and I still have his brown stuff. And then <laughs> I, you know, over the years I would, uh, keep going back to Portland and I've always go, I would go into the shop and stuff. What else you got for me? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, you know, and then I, a few years after, a few, you know, a few years pass and, um, I ran into one of the guys that was at, at Leica and he, they were just starting a feature film department. He's like, Hey, we're starting a feature film department. You know, we could use a guy like you here. Would you consider like maybe coming out here? And I just thought about it. And I was like, Oh man, there's Star Wars toys there. <laughs> so, and then I, I, you know, my girlfriend at the time is my, my wife now. Um, I was like, you know, what do you think about Portman? I was like, I, you know, toys. no, no. And she was all about it. Um, and I was, was like, I was like, you know, they're making a movie and you, you know, with Henry Selleck and Neil Gaiman. And she was like, yeah, let's go. I was like, all right. Boom. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty yeah, no, she's, a, she's a Lego, Lego fanatic. Actually, my, my wife, uh, designed, uh, the Lego Coraline house. I don't know if you've seen it on the, on the ideas Are website. You serious? That's my wife. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, so wow. go vote for it. I got to plug her because, uh, yeah, she needs, she's, she's at 6,000. She only needs 10,000 to get it like up to the next year. Oh, uh, I'll take a look at that. Yeah, so please, yeah, please, uh, please I really post wanted it. that. I really wanted that Steamboat Willie, man. I was so yeah. jealous of Frank in that. I really want that thing. That's pretty awesome. Um, oh, that's so cool. So, but yeah, so I ended up taking the job out there and, uh, you know, it's been fun. It was really tough to leave, leaving Cartoon Network. Uh, you know, I had been there for so long. You know, yeah. We had started a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, great. that's, I mean, change is good. Yeah, no, it was uh, bad. But you're doing no. things that you, you love doing. Yeah. Different. And they're still my friend. We still hang out and talk. So it's all it's all good you went from one thing that you love doing yeah to another thing that you love yeah. doing and yeah, but now you're closer to star wars toys. <laughs> yeah i'm closer <laughs> to star wars toys. So bonus. i don't know there, there's, win, win. there's a lot of star wars toys in atlanta now that's the uh, well yeah <laughs> well now there's star wars toys almost everywhere everywhere <laughs> what was your favorite thing going about doing it like toys r us because let's talk about toys r us if we're talking about you know yeah. star wars because toys r us and star wars or any toy for that matter is Toys R Us was the place to go. Yeah, yeah it, it was. I mean, it was pretty good. We we didn't go to Toys R Us so much. Um, not me growing up so much. I you know we would go to like more the department store type of thing. You mm-hmm. know, but, um, I lived in Buffalo, Buffalo at the time, so we'd go to like Hills and Gold Circle, and, like, the Sears. And, yeah, you know, Sears, JC Penny, and, and stuff like that. So, well, but you know, no KB Toys was our. Uh, uh, probably, you know, we did, we did a lot of KB I toys. I like KB toys a lot more than Toys R Us because KB toys would always carry these obscure figures yeah. from Power of the Force. Yeah, Power of the Force was huge in KB. That's so yeah. I always went there first, and then if they didn't have it, I figured I'd go to Toys R Us yeah. next. We did go to Toys R Us too. I mean, it wasn't like you know we didn't never went there, but it was kind of like one of those special trips, <laughs> oh, really? like that when we'd go there. It was, it was kind of overwhelming. 
the Star Wars walls and stuff. Did you like, uh, it was awesome. like KB more? Or, or I, I wouldn't more? say that I liked any one of them more. I was just happy to get a figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Whichever know? store had Yeah, and my, my grandmother, my grandmother spoiled me. My parents That's spoiled awesome. me. So actually I have my dad, um, would buy figures and he would hold them inside and not let me open them. And I actually still have them unopened. <laughs> oh, really? That's incredible. So I have two of them. I have uh, two Luke Skywalkers, uh, Luke Skywalker 12 back and a Luke Skywalker Empire with the brown hair. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, blue card. Yeah. Uh, I, yep. Delft. I had every single one of those. Yeah, exactly. We would go into Toys R Us and my dad would just pick one of each stuff and bring it home. But I remember the year that. But your dad didn't stop you from opening No, no. He's oh. like, open and play with it. And well, I already so had them. They're probably still buried in the dirt somewhere. <laughs> I but wanted to. Yeah. It was the ad ad. Yeah. That was the big thing I wanted so bad. And he's just like, yeah, we're not getting that. Yeah. So like one day I'm like wandering down the stairs in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve and they're rocking presents. And I saw him wrapping it and I was like, so I wouldn't yeah, but that's the biggest story. Seven years because, old, <laughs> because that's also the same time you found out that there was no Santa Claus. That was true, but, but I didn't his, care. But his collecting nerdness, Star Wars love, that was wrong. It yeah. literally did. I was devastated. You're talking there was about no emotional Claus. roller coaster within a, a split second <laughs> of like, oh no, oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> I always think the best part of the story would have been if. If you thought he was getting an ad and it was like completely something different, like <laughs> <laughs> now, cause at that exact moment he saw them wrapping an ad at, right? Yeah. But what if he was going downstairs and he saw them opening or wrapping like, you know, a shitty sled? The same size of that box. Yeah. Cause that box socks. was very distinctive. I'm yeah, like, but if you saw them wrapping socks, you would have been yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> but because you saw that yeah, ad at yeah. that right time, yeah. it was like, talk was about like going to bed and peacefully. Talk about I don't know if I'd be able to piece. sleep, man. And I, oh, no. I wanted that was that like, really literally bad. like I knew what I was getting. So like, I'm good. I can go right to sleep. Now. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I couldn't sleep when I got Omega Supreme. <laughs> uh, I knew there was no Santa Claus, but I just wanted Omega Supreme. You like tricked your parents into it. Like... <laughs> and I got it. Like, I couldn't believe I got it. I was the only kid in the neighborhood who got Omega Supreme. I think it was an awesome toy. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you collect uh, G1 Transformers? I do not. My brother does, though. My brother's uh, yeah. about four years younger than me. He's got a pretty massive collection um, of G.I. Joe and Transformers. That was his thing, and he was, you know, he's, he, age, he's kept all of his stuff. It's incredible the age difference. You yeah. know, it was just a year or two. The, the collection, the collecting is way different. Because yeah. I'm, like, a few years younger than you. And yeah. For me, I grew up with Transformers. I didn't grow up. Star Wars was always there, right? But I had been—I mean, I was alive when they came out, but I wasn't aware of them at that young of an age. And I—I I remember my first love, like first, other than Batman and Superman, but not like loving them just because they were superheroes. I liked them, but my first love was always Transformers. I remember mm-hmm. watching that for the first time. So, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like Transformers? I, well, Giant robots that transform. Cool. I mean, they're cool. Well, it, it depends on who's directing. <laughs> in, in, in theory, Transformers are bad. Now, we had said off air that you actually worked on a film with Travis Knight, who directed uh, Kubo. Uh, Kubo, right? Yeah, so he, I worked on Kubo. But he had worked on Travis Knight is our new hero because he, you know, quote unquote, fixed Transformers for us. Um, uh, what was your take when you were, did you know he was going to get that while you were doing Kubo? Uh, he did it after Kubo was done. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, so, that, so, so sometimes they hire, you know. Yeah. No, years, Ku- like Kubo. No, Kubo was. I think Kubo had been wrapped. Okay. He came out like twenty sixteen or something. Sort of like that. Well, sometimes yeah, so, there's that gap of like they don't right. tell you what they actually know. Like 
I'm sure, like, when they announced JJ for episode nine, they had already known, like, you know, like six months, months yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was, you know, some dealing. I mean, he, I, you know, he told us as soon as, you know, he told the whole story. Oh, that's cool. cool. That's yeah. awesome. Did you he think, like, he was going to be able to do what he did? Uh, yeah. I mean, Travis is awesome. Yeah. And he's a great animator. He's got a great eye. He, um, great storyteller. Well, yeah, he he's a great storyteller. I mean, you know, because you could tell. Yeah. And they look, I mean, I, you know, I went and saw it as a, movie going citizen and i i thought it was great my son loved it um i thought that he you know the fact that he stuck to the you know some of the original designs but i also and, it uh, wasn't even just the visual part of it. it yes the visual like brought me back and that opening five minutes was amazing yeah oh, i mean it had God. tons of emotion and that's you know that's what he's i mean if you watch kubo you'll see the same thing you know? right i mean there's tons of heart in i think film. that's the problem with a lot of the movies is that they get people explosions that, just blow shit and up they, they should understand that you should be a better storyteller first and foremost and that's what a lot of this more successful directors do with these type of properties. We're not literally telling you to take the cartoon and throw it up on the screen, mm-hmm. but I want you to understand what I still love about it as an adult. I want you to put that on the screen. Yeah. yeah I mean, having people that are, you know, really into that, that's, that, that, that always helps. They're trying <laughs> yeah. to rush to the, to do these universes like, you know, Marvel, like you can't emulate. I mean, Marvel's doing their own thing, mm-hmm. but a lot of these companies are rushing to do these, "Quote unquote universes, their own universes. A lot of them, and they're all failing. All of them have failed. I think pretty much all of them. I think the universe, the dark universe, universe was that just gone in one movie. They were going to try to do. They were going to try to do Hasbro universe with GI Joe and Transformers. So that 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 was completely nixed once everybody saw First Night. Which I don't understand why it was mixed at that point in time. I don't know. And not, you know, four <laughs> You guys follow the industry way more than I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's sad. Well, we want in it. He's in it. And we're just like, we just know too much stuff. Yeah, yeah. but he's kind of in it in a way that he's focusing on the work. Not, he doesn't care about all that other shit. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, for a long time, I mean, this is actually the first, uh, the first Star Wars trailer that they played down there. Yeah. Like the episode nine. That was the first one I've actually watched as far as trailer goes. Like I, I just Yo, you don't I, even watch I, I just don't even watch the trailers. Usually. What about trailers to your own films? Uh, they show them at work, so usually I see yeah, them there. <laughs> <laughs> or or we're working, or, over and over. or we're working on them. So you watch know, like, this. <laughs> uh, you know, because okay. we a lot, you know, a lot of times you do stuff for trailers that's not actually in the movie too. You know, that, yeah, that, that, right. that's, that's quite common. You know, yeah, they want to to sell the movie. Well, they, they, they might want to make something special that you know, not giving the whole thing away, but still, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know, be representative of the film. That's awesome. What's the thing that gets you going the most for movies right now besides, you know, what you guys do over there? I don't know. I mean, I really respond to character design and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so, you know, when, you know, when I start seeing character design or early, you know, some early concept and things like that, I, re- I really enjoy that. And I really enjoy the, f- the process of making the character design fit into the film and make it visually work with the story because a lot of times that doesn't really happen right um so i I really enjoy that process and that process really gets me kind of like well without naming like names because we don't want to you know jump Mm -hmm. on anyone's stuff but when when you're watching a movie that isn't yours like you're just watching the movie are you are you like analyzing it from that point of view of of what you do for a living like do you look at something and go like ah man i could have done that better or I could have done that a little different or why did they choose that? Or? Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to watch movies completely, oh, completely objectively. Yeah. 
Um, because I can, I, I watch it at 24 frames a second. You don't have a sausage. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I can, I can spot bad comps and things like that probably a lot easier than most. Um, what's the worst film you ever so, saw with that? Can you do that or you can't? I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I'm, I'm like, I'm yeah, yeah, names, I don't, I don't, but, I don't but, really want to go there. Um, how about since it's a podcast, I name it and you just kick me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe, Toy, maybe, Toy off, Story. Uh, maybe, maybe off the record. Uh, Toy Story's yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, are you a big fan of the Pixar stuff? Like, I you- am. I have a lot of really good friends at Pixar. Um, one yes. of the main, one of the main guys that I work with quite a bit. He's a old school Pixar guy. John Lasseter. And, uh, no. <laughs> and he's, and he's great. You know, I love, I love all those guys. I was actually just up in Pixar last Friday, um, for a meeting. Uh, we use their um, big render man guy, so I use their render man software. The software yeah, yeah, so I, I know they're there a lot and, and there to, to work a lot at uh, Pixar. What's that? You're, you're there at Pixar a lot to work? Uh, no, we just have meetings because, uh, like I said, we use their software, so oh, okay. their render man, the render man software, so we you know collaborate on a lot of different technology things. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. So, Anything you share with um, them that you could tell us that they use in one of their movies? Uh, no, it's more like, you know, they, I mean, it's just their software developers. Oh, okay. So, you know, we kind of borrow that for them. Yeah. We, you know, we, we pay for it. I mean, so, oh, okay. Nice. Well, uh, you've been very kind with your time yeah, no and we really appreciate it. And this, I'm fascinating. I could probably talk to you for hours about this stuff, but we're, we've come to something we like to call the big finish where we ask you three major questions or minor, however you want. And then you answer them the best that you can. Cause every guest like gets them. Everybody gets, everybody gets them. We, uh, we like, we think it's interesting to ask these same questions all the time. It's kind of like our nerdy version of, you know, the, the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? No, yeah. no we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> okay. Um, so your all time favorite character can be from any genre. All time favorite character. Yeah. So it could be like comic books, movies, TV, anything, anything. Oh man, that's tough, man. People <laughs> <laughs> pull out right away. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, a lot of, a lot of things influenced me over the years, but, um, I don't know. I'm going to have to go with Luke Skywalker. I know nice. that's kind of a weird, weird thing, but no, I mean, I, I, you know, when I go back to my, like my childhood and, you know, just thinking about it and like, that's the, you know, actually I think that's the first time anybody said Luke Skywalker. It is the first time. Um, Steve, Steve was, Obi-Wan. Uh, was Obi-Wan. Yeah. yeah. Steve yeah. loves Obi-Wan. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with that. I mean, I was, yeah, movie movie character, movie character, right? Movie ultimate. Actually, it was one of mine too because I couldn't relate to Optimus Prime. He's a fucking robot. I grew up with music a lot, so music was around me. So I mean, I was, you know, it was it's tough between music and film. How much music too? We've never had a musician name. Never had a musician. So if you want to go musician, go right ahead. Um. It, I would have to go with Prince. Oh, that's, that's, good. that's, oh. A, that's the first Prince and first musician ever said on that question. I would, I would uh, <laughs> have to go that's with awesome. he, he is a character, though, kind of. I mean, he, he is. is. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's a definitely symbol. a character. He was a symbol. But... <laughs> so that's like the character. Yeah, kind of. Because Twitter would still count it. <laughs> <laughs> if they had that symbol on there, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, so Prince. Okay, Prince. <laughs> um, oh, uh, well, who would win in a fight, 
Prince or Luke Skywalker? <laughs> I don't know. I think Prince could take him. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> With those like big boots? <laughs> that guy, I mean, he's amazing. He would probably just he's start, he would probably start singing yeah. and Luke would just, he would like just start riffing on guitar and Doing all this stuff and stab Luke, Luke just, in the throat with it. Yeah, Luke would just <laughs> stand there. I mean, you know, it'd be like a karate kid part. It'd be thing. it'd be a tie for fight between Mark Hamill and Prince. But, they, they, uh, <laughs> Mark Hamill at that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think Mark Hamill might be able to take him. But. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, second question: What are you watching now? Uh, as far as TV shows, like, what's the one go-to that you got to watch? Either you DVR or you're constantly binging it on Netflix. What's the what's your go-to TV show? Um. Well, it hasn't been on for a while, but Game of Thrones, uh, mm-hmm. I've been, you know, my, my wife and I have watched that pretty religiously nice. when, whenever it comes on. So, um, we're looking very, you know, forward to that. So, yeah, so I'm going to change up this last question. Okay, okay go, go ahead. Go ahead. So, we always have follow-ups. So, the first follow-up is, who would Jon Snow be dating if he was on Friends? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I don't really remember Friends, so you might who, have to really, you might you might have to help me out with the characters. Uh, Rachel, Rachel, um, right? Rachel, Phoebe, and Monica, and the guys were Joey Chandler and Ross. And you could say which Eddie one was so like which one was Jennifer Aniston? She was Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. 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 John Snow would be dating Rachel. I think so. I think Monica's too uh, too. Uh, I think he might be dating germophobic. If I was asked, I think that so. Thing, I think Phoebe, because like the the wildling Smelly girl, cat? the wildling girl is more related oh, to Phoebe to me. Yeah, you're right. A little bit. You're right. But looking wise, Jennifer Aniston. Like <laughs> so the combination yeah. of Phoebe and Rachel. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Plus, they might, they might look more related. Then <laughs> <laughs> the other part was, who would Daenerys be dating if she was on Rachel? I mean, friends. She, she was on Rachel. She was on, she <laughs> Whoa! Started, I can see where your mind's going. <laughs> I'd see that. <laughs> Watch that. <laughs> so Chandler, uh, Joey, or Ross? Yeah, those are your choices. Or Ro- if I remember correctly, Ross was David Schwimmer. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. The uh, was dating yeah. Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> yeah, the Ross. Ross, Ross. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Or Joey. No, I don't think Joey. Joey's dumb. As Ross. Yeah, I mean, you know, he seems like the, you know the smart, the, the, the smart, the you smart know, kind of awkward yeah, guy. He's you know? a smart one. He's just kind of wimpy, though. That's all I mean. Well, actually, Chandler and him are wimpy. So I, don't know, yeah, I, don't I don't think it matters. All right. Last, all right question. Sorry. last question. We have, what are your top three movies of all time? Oh, man. I knew you were going to ask something like this. <laughs> well, I could ask music, but I think that no, would no, be no, harder no. for you. Yeah, that would, that would be. That well, would be when, when we had Brian on earlier, Brian and Billy were like, uh, it depends on the mood you think. It, it, so it, it, that is it so is true. true. I mean, Age you know, mood. like... Um, Ty, how how long do I have? Because this, this, this might this <laughs> might take a while. I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to make make some, I'm gonna have to make some you know make some notes. No, no, no you, got time. you got we time. We could edit the we could edit the space. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, silence yeah. Out. We do it a lot too, but the whole point is, well, yeah, yeah, just just, just to do it, yeah, just yeah. to do it as fast as you can type of thing. Yeah, yeah. partially, partially, partially it's the stump, but the other part of it is like you need to take your time. Right? We understand yeah. as nerds that's a big question. Like yeah, I was always asked the question like, "What would happen? What would you grab if your house that, was on that fire?" That's desert island question. Almost. Yeah, but that happened to me. So oh, like, right. I had to grab. We grabbed yeah. photographs. That's all we grabbed. Yeah, and some clothes. That was it. So that doesn't work. I'm use desert island. No, but you yeah. had to do it fast. Like I had to do it. I had to think. Like no time to think. Actually, there was a fire outside my house. I was like, "What do I grab?" Okay, photos. Because because if that burns, it's gone. 
you know. Right. So this is kind of the same situation. Yeah, yeah. Pretend your house is burning. And you have to no grab three. You have to grab three movies out of. You have to grab three movies out of your house. What do you grab? All right. So, um, you know, obviously Star Wars. Star Wars is a. Which one? Say, uh, Empire. So okay. I'm gonna have to go with Empire. Okay. Uh, that's in the top three. These are no particular order because, right. I, like I said, I love no, I love movies. Right I do watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, I have like twenty top. I have twenty. Twenty top threes. <laughs> <laughs> on the I, day. And now, so these are gonna sound a little weird because <laughs> we've heard some weird ones. Yeah. So, no. so I, I really like you know uh, older films. So I'm gonna have to go with North by Northwest. That, okay. that film's awesome. Um. As well as Charade, Charade, which is okay. a Audrey Hepburn film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have Audrey seen. Hepburn. I just don't recognize the, yeah. the name. What, what, so. what about Charade that is in your title? Well, I, right I'm now. really, I really, it's just a kind of a fun old film. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it a rom com or a, a yeah, comedy? yeah? It's like a you know, it's kind of a romantic comedy slash mystery type thing because going I, on. Because I like Sabrina. Um, I like, I like. Yeah, Sabrina, yeah. It's so. it's not quite as rom com okay. as, as that. Uh, but the, the opening, the title sequence in it's really cool, you know, for, for back in the day. I really like stuff I like, like that. Um, so. you know, so that type of thing, you know, the, the Thomas Crown, the old Thomas Crown film, like, title mm-hmm. sequence mm-hmm. and stuff like, I, I, I really, stuff. I really liked like really good design and things I, like that. Um, so, you know, I have, I have lots of different reasons and I was a big Audrey Hepburn fan growing up and things That's, like that. And really my cousin introduced me to her when it's I was a young man. Cause like we, you know, now we're, we do a lot of movie reviews and stuff. And back in the day, it was just, I was just enjoying movies for what they were. And now we kind of nitpick things a little bit, but I noticed that I'm getting more and more into the technical. I love the technical stuff. Like, Oh my God, that was, that shot took two and a half minutes. It didn't pan away. That was crazy. Yeah. You know, like I, I started thinking about that. Like M night Shyamalan does that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, that was one take. Yeah. Like, they didn't even that's, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, it's stuff like that, that I just get, I get, you know, really amazed by. Yeah. But, uh, that's cool. And then, you know, um, Hitchcock, you can't go wrong with North by Northwest oh and Cary Grant. That's so great. That's so great. Well, awesome. Uh, well, this was, this was fascinating. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. Yeah, no uh, I mean, we talked about all kinds of things. Uh, Vic, does anything you want to add or? No, just thank you again for coming on. It's for just almost like a last minute type thing. Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. I, I want to take my kids to go see Missing Link. That, that's on our list to go see for sure when we get back. So I'm excited to see that and excited to see whatever else uh, you have. That you can't up. talk about. That you yeah. can't talk about. <laughs> In like five years, I would call you up and go like, oh, that's Was that it? <laughs> Was that it? <laughs> yeah. You, Who's this? <laughs> you, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. You'll know. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see. You'll meet her. <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, episode 189 of Chew On This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Right. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. <laughs>